Yeah, so I was reading too, you know, because of the the sherry casks, uh, where they, you know, age high country. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to give it a nice full body, which is it's really nice. I'm excited about that. I want to touch your full body. That's also very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. And I'm Roberto, PDL. Uh, we got some good news stories today, and then we're drinking High West. High Country. High Country. High West. Single high malt country. American whiskey. America. American single malt whiskey. Yeah, difference. I'm really excited about this. Better than the yeah. rye. No. Already calling it. Uh, well, yeah. Ah, oh, man, the rye, that rye was amazing. I, yeah. So, um, what were we drinking this week? Me? I So, I had finished my Joseph Magnus last week, and I opened my Murray Hill Club this week. So, same Ooh. same thing. Uh, I know Jake weren't wasn't the biggest fan of the straight Joseph Magnus. I like this. It's got a lot of the same flavor profile, but a little bit more sweetness to it. Yeah. I'd so, give that one another shot, though. Well, my bottle's empty, so you can't. <laughs> well, I mean, the Murray Hill Club. Oh, the Murray Hill Club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. What about you, Roberto? Uh, I've been, you know, I was drinking last night uh, Knob Creek Rye, which oh, is yeah. a super so, good rye. It's not the best rye, but it's a good no, rye. It's a really good good one for old fashions too. Very decent for old fashioned. I like to drink it neat. I think Which it's really good. Neat. We keep talking about old fashions. I think we should do an old fashioned. <laughs> it's gonna be an episode. Yeah. Old fashioned. Old fashioned episode. Old fashioned cook off. Um, who can make the best old fashioned? Oh yeah. Oh, there you go, man. There we go. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, I was drinking that. I, I you know had some of the uh, the very old Barton one hundred, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, do we review? I think we reviewed the one. No, we did the eighty and ninety six. Eighty yeah. and ninety six. That's right. At some point, we'll come. We'll circle we'll back. Have to circle and do back. The yeah, hundred. Uh, and outside of what I drank, what I got over the weekend were two bottles of Pappy Ten. Shout yep. out to Sam who you know hooked it up for me. Yeah, coming through. <laughs> he came through for sure. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Jake, what about you? Uh, what I I picked up. A uh, bottle of um, Smooth Ambler Founders Cask Strength Rye, uh, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, Roberto tried it a I little just, bit earlier. That was really good. I had never tried it. I just had some uh, when we were talking about this right before the episode. What I, a good! I think it's a fairly recent release. Is it? Um, like within the last year. Um, yeah. What a good so good rye. From West Virginia. Yeah. Right there next to the coal mines. Yeah. They also have a bourbon, um, though I'm not... I think they have a bottled in bond and a regular, um, but I have not seen the those in stores. Yeah. Um, I think they're a little... I don't know. I don't think I've by. ever tried this on, until now, and it's yeah. a rye. <laughs> I, I saw a few different posts about this, so I figured I'd pick it up. For um, real. Benny's? Yeah. Oh, I got to go tomorrow. And I... But I have this Four Roses single barrel select also, Ooh. which is oh, you just good. got that over the weekend, I think. Yeah, I did. What a yeah, great that Sam! I think I got that one. Oh man, Sam! Yeah, I was drinking that while I was doing my negotiation <laughs> for class. <so. laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, good whiskeys all around. 
what nice. what business negotiations don't happen at Sam's over good whiskey? Over a good whiskey. Oh, I was gonna say at Sam's. I don't know. Bad bad negotiations <laughs> don't happen <laughs> over good whiskey. If you're not negotiating over <laughs> whiskey, then yeah, it's going it's going bad for you. It's an immediate power play. Yeah, <laughs> you got the Dom Draper style. Going yeah. It's that, like right? the, the the opening <laughs> scene and the uh, the internship. I don't know if you've seen it. With a Vince Vaughn movie? Uh, with Vince Vaughn, and he's like, that. you know, one round of Pappy Van Winkle, but they had gotten fired like an hour before that. <laughs> <laughs> they were celebrating a sale, and they got, they got fired like an hour before the dinner. And they're like, oh, shoot, can you pay for this? <laughs> uh, yeah. Classic. Good. All right, getting to some news. The proof esser. <laughs> You're just a news esser today. Yeah. Oh, there's no proof. I got to figure out what we want our next, next uh, set of lessons to be. Yeah. If anybody's got ideas, Send DM us on Facebook or Instagram at Bourbon Matters. Yeah. Or our email, bourbonmatters at gmail.com. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. write us a letter. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a P.O. box. Yeah, so we haven't no. established Good a luck box. trying to find me. We don't have headquarters yet. <laughs> Just send it to Bourbon Matters. They'll know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That's Jake. <laughs> All right. Uh, first story is from Forbes. Uh, the McAllen released an 81-year Scotch single malt. Uh, it was it was distilled during World War II. Jeez. It bottled in 1940. $125,000 MSRP. Well, that's MSRP. That's not even auction. <clears throat> right. Yeah, it's auctions millions, I would imagine. Uh, it's probably going to be a lot. It's extremely limited yeah. uh, number of bottles. I can't remember exactly how many. Each bottle also comes with a pedestal. That's what I was going to ask. Three, like three bronze hands. hands holding it. That's amazing. Um, one is signified or representative of all of the workers that helped, you know, wow. uh, the effort to create it. One is the master distiller that distilled it, and then one is the current distiller. Wow. So, yeah, very, very interesting bottle. Um, we'll never see it. <laughs> I don't think there'll be an episode of that anytime. If somebody soon. wants to donate one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, so we can review yeah, it, there's there's a donate button on the there on is the a web donate page. button on the website. So. <laughs> I saw the I saw the the uh, pedestal that it came on. It wasn't. I just I didn't read the article. It popped up on my phone, and I'm like, man, I wonder if that comes with it. And didn't look at the price or anything because I figured it wasn't going to be anything I'd be interested <laughs> in anyways. Yeah. And thank you for confirming that. <laughs> a little bit above my pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up uh, from the Whiskey Wash, Angel's Envy Rye, finished in ice cider casks, is going to be released any day now. Oh, wow. Um, It's a seven-year, 95% rye. The barrels are from Eden Specialty Ciders in Vermont. The cider's made from Northern Spy Apples, and it's uh, similar to ice wine, where I think the apples freeze Mm-hmm. Then they process them. I think the freezing concentrates the sugars. Makes it super sweet. So this yeah. is like a dessert-style cider that that was in the barrels originally. So the Angel's Envy is going to be finished in those casks. Those casks. So expect for wow. that to be a really sweet That's profile. That's really cool, though, because, I mean, Angel's Envy is already pretty sweet. You know, it's already really maple-y. Yeah, I mean, even even the rye is pretty the rye, on the yeah. sweeter oh, end. Oh, the so. rye is just beautiful. Tones of maple and yeah. brown sugar. I'm excited for that. And the, the box for it looks beautiful, too. I say, they, they've been doing a good job on their, like, their port barrel releases and things yeah. like that. Their special releases. They mm-hmm. Their boxes are beautiful. Box yeah. together with it. Yeah, I already got a DM into Sam about 
about if he gets one of these. So <laughs> I'm keeping an eye out that for it. That sounds about right. <laughs> I, I DM'd him the other day about another bottle as well, too. So. I DM'd him, too, and he came through. <laughs> <laughs> and I went Saturday to Marengo to pick him up. All right, uh, next one is also from the Whiskey Wash. Um, Writer's Tears Irish Whiskey is releasing a new bottle honoring the centennial of James Joyce's novel Ulysses. Ulysses is considered one of the great, or one of the greatest, if not the greatest, 20th century novel. Um, And it follows an Irishman named Leopold Bloom as he goes through the course of his day in Dublin. Um, And it's supposed to mirror the Odyssey. And the title Ulysses is the Latin version of um, Odyssey. Yep, yeah, that makes sense. Or Odysseus. You you said that like you know Latin. Roberto. I know I'm, I am Latin. <laughs> Latin X. <laughs> Latin X. Come exactly. on, Roberto, you should. I know. gotta get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't know why they call this Latin if we don't know Latin. But hey, whatever. <laughs> uh, hey, next up, we have an article from Inside Hook. Uh, headline was why the next big player in whiskey might be China. Interesting. China. China. That's interesting. So five out of ten of the most valuable spirits in the world come out of China currently. Five um, out of ten? Yeah. Uh, Jeez, what do they make? Like vodka? Or? So they're all baiju? Baiju? Okay. Something like that. I have no idea. Um, Which is, it sounds like it's a clear liquor. Okay. Um, or maybe lightly aged. Um but it's it's a fairly broad category. There's four different types, um, but I didn't really look into what yeah those are because we don't care. You couldn't, <laughs> couldn't understand the characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Doesn't look like a small. House. I have a tattoo of them, but I just can't understand them. <laughs> um, but no one outside of China drinks this. Um, is it? Well, do they export it? I mean, is it exported? I, I, probably oh, no, to right. some degree, but yeah. I, I mean. Maybe to Russia or something. I don't know. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like very much an internal yeah. thing. Well, I mean, and with you know 3 billion people or whatever the heck they have, yeah. it's a good market right there. Well, so the younger generation in China is embracing whiskey a lot um, in recent years. Um, and that's actually reflected by several large distilleries opening major operations there. So Diageo announced a $75 million malt whiskey distillery in November. And then uh, our good friend, Pranad Ricard, who is actually a company, not a person, (laughs) (laughs) uh, built a $150 million distillery in 2019. And one of their big offerings is Chevis Regal, which is a scotch. Yep. and Chevis Regal is actually the largest market share in China. Is there really? Which seems kind of yeah. strange, but it's not terrible. Whatever. Scotch, actually. I mean, it's it's just a common blended scotch. Yeah, it's not terrible. Um, I used to drink it when I was eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first scotch, I think. That I ever my drank. dad got a twenty-five year. Oh, man, once that's probably really good. I I tasted it. And it was so smoky I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, nah, yeah, they nah. are smoky. It's, well, and especially that one because that's like one of the original scotches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, and the last one is from Vine Pear. Uh, why small producers are slow proofing their whiskey. So slow proofing is the slow introduction of water 
after the barrels have been emptied into like a vatting system, mm-hmm. which typically you're when you finish aging, your barrels get dumped into a vat, and then mm-hmm. the vat is filled with water, cuts it down to whatever proof you're looking for, yeah. and then it goes to bottling. Um, <clears throat> but some of these craft distilleries now are slowly introducing the water. It's only like, you know, fractions of a percentage of water over the course of weeks. Interesting. Um, and the idea behind it is that it's supposed to better preserve all of the flavors in the raw whiskey mm-hmm. as you slowly bring the proof down. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting. I haven't seen one that's claimed to be slow-proofed yet. Um, I don't know. It sounds like a torture tactic. <laughs> I'm going to slow proof you. Oh, no. Is that the same as waterboarding or something? <laughs> You're just waterboarding the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, geez. Well, good news. That was good news. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have High West, High Country today. Uh, not the easiest thing to say when you're trying to. Say it quickly. Especially yeah. after half a bottle. I'm already like a quarter bottle in. <laughs> You're always a quarter I like, bottle I like in. going last because yeah. you know, I just drink through you guys. Well, so, you got to get your notes before. Yeah, exactly. you got exactly. to gotta take all your notes. So the, the High West, for those of you uh, who aren't too familiar with the distillery, they are actually out in Park City, Utah. Uh, not overly well known. They're probably most famous if you like rare, rare whiskeys or harder to find ones. Every holiday season, they do their Midwinter Nights Dram, yeah. which is, Roberto, I know one of your favorites you're always Excellent. trying to find. It's yeah. hard to find. Well, I mean, if you can get the, the right geography, because I think if you're in Utah, it's a little probably easier to find, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, here in Illinois, you won't find it. Yeah. It's, their, their double rye is everywhere. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Which, that's what I grew up on. Mm. That was probably my first bottle of not Jack Daniels. <laughs> Double rye. Yeah. And it would, they Wait, have high different. West double rye? Yeah. Oh, interesting. They have different, like, they're not always consistent either. Yeah. Because, like, I've had some that are, like, 48%, and then other yeah. ones were, like, 51. Okay. So, like. So, it's, like, barrel proof or what? Like, a small batch? No, it's like just that? it's just small batch, and I think yeah. they just bottle it at yeah. whatever. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is out of Utah. Uh, the distillery was founded in 2006. And it was actually pretty cool. So the guy that started this was formerly a biochemist. And he went uh, and did a tour of Maker's Mark Distillery. And after the tour, he was a big whiskey fan and saw that there was a lot of similarities between his job as a biochemist and distilling whiskey. Uh, So he decided from that point he was going to start his own distillery. And he decided to go out to Utah to do it. What's cool about their actual facility there... So first off, they're the first legal distillery in Utah since 1870. Yeah. So legal is the key word. There was a bunch out there <laughs> during the prohibition. Moonshiners out there, yeah. Uh, but since then, they've been the only... I'm not sure if there's one popped up since, but they're the first legal one since 1870. And they also have yeah. on their website, they're the world's only ski-in distillery. So there's a yeah. ski mountain right behind them, and you can actually ski... Which is- Park City, yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a big ski resort. Park City is beautiful. It is beautiful. I've been in the winter, like when it's snowed. Yeah. It was actually not too far out from the Olympics, like in when were oh, they? Yeah. Like 2000? Yeah. I don't forget what it was. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Holy crap, that's a nice 2004? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. 
Yeah, it was it was a beautiful. Yeah. I actually learned to ski in Park City. Jeez, that I never you. went skiing again. <laughs> I learned to ski in freaking New Mexico. Man. <laughs> I, I learned to ski in Wisconsin, Wilmot <laughs> <Wilmot> Mountain, <laughs> Chestnut Mountain, and then uh, we've I've done I did we did three or four family ski trips out to Colorado, and I think the mm-hmm. last two I came down the hill in the carrier behind the snowmobile. Oh, with the, uh, the ambulance guy? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think I've been skiing since. Yeah, well, I wouldn't either. I like to go fast, and I don't like to stop. Yeah. I'm not a good yeah. skier, which is not hey, a good combination. I'm not yeah. opposed to a trip to Park City. <laughs> you know, ski and then go to the distillery. Yeah. That'd ski nice. right up to the distillery. To the distillery. I, you'd probably ski into the distillery if you went there first <laughs> and then went skiing. Yeah. yeah. You'd probably I think I read that you can. Yeah. Like, like, it goes right off the mountain. You just go in right into the mm-hmm. distillery. So a couple unique things about this one. Uh, Jake said it's a single malt. So a couple episodes ago in one of his lessons, we talked about what makes whiskey a whiskey, what makes bourbon a bourbon, what makes Kentucky straight bourbon, Kentucky straight bourbon. So when you're single malt is a very familiar thing for scotch whiskeys. Mm -hmm. And to be a true scotch whiskey across the pond, they have their specific rules. And it's, it has to be a single malt, has to be exclusively from malted barley, must be distilled using pot stills at a single distillery, must be aged at least three years, and in oak casks, never exceeding quantities of 180 gallons. Yeah. So a couple things we've talked about. Uh, small batch, does some of the smaller copper, copper kettles, and that was piggyback used 238, and we said those were... Pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. And this is has to be even smaller than that. So mm-hmm. all these, to be a true malted, scotch malted barley, uh, malted whiskey, it has to be even smaller than yeah. that. And I think the proof is nine, I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, the barley content's got to be at least 95%. 100%. It has to be 100%. For single malt. For single For malt. For single malt. Yeah. And from the single distillery. Yep. Which I don't know if you in, read that. In Scotland. It's, it has to be scotch, from Scotland right, to be called the scotch. scotch. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, you know, if you guys read about High Country or well, High West. Uh, they have two distilleries in Utah, and the reason why they're able to get away with calling it a single malt, because single malt has to be from one distillery, mm-hmm. is that it's like they told the, you know, the the licensing, the government, they're like, well, we have two, and we they're owned by the same company, so we should be able to get the designation of single malt, and they did. Well, so huh. it's it's huh. actually not. I mean, they're not following the Scottish rules for it. Right, yeah, because right. this one isn't aged three years. Uh, it's got some younger whiskey in it, but um, on top of that, they have a lot. lot there's, I think they had their six hundred gallon pot stills is what they use out mm-hmm. there, so it's a lot larger. Mm-hmm. Um, in the U.S., there aren't as many regulations to call something a single malt. Yeah, yeah. and there's actually a lot that use malted rye instead of malted barley too. And for a single malt, that's for a single malt, so uh-huh. it's we're a lot looser on the terms tasty. for yeah. That, that would be really That would good. not be tasty at all. <laughs> there was sprouted rye. You don't, you don't want sprouted rye? <laughs> no. Which is what malting is. Yeah. That might be a little bit sweeter, though. It probably is. It probably releases more of a so. sweetness. Because I think that's why they malt barley is because, you know, they let it sprout, so it'll be release the sugars more. Yeah. Because yeah. barley's normally, I think, bitter. Barley is... Uh, right? Maybe. I've, I've had barley, just a cereal itself. Yeah. Yeah, Budweiser. Actually, I had Budweiser <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's bitter. It's... Because I, th- I thought that's what gives beer most of its, like... No, the hops um, give it the bitter, yeah. The bitterness. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. It is hops. Because barley, I mean, if you... 
Eat bar. They're just like eating oats. Yeah, you know, it's okay. very cereally. Cereally, and the hops. I mean, and, you know, at the Budweiser, it's you know, uh, tour. You eat hops, and it's just mm-hmm. bitter as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially raw. You're like get raw. Hops yeah. And like, um. Yeah. yeah. So on top of being a single malt, this is also finished, and I'm not going to screw this up. Oloroso sherry casks. That was pretty good. Amarosa. Amarosa. I thought she got fired. She got fired. <laughs> like season one or something. I. That's a long time ago. <laughs> She got fired and from, from the, the White, White House. House. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how do you get fired twice? Um, that was really good. Oloroso, yeah. yeah. So Oloroso Sherry Cask, it's an uh, area of Spain where they make this sherry wine. Mm. So when they do a sherry cask finish, which isn't anything new or unique, there's a lot of people that do sherry casks finish. So yep. it's, it's a wine that they do the same thing. They age it in a barrel. Same thing with whiskey. The wine soaks into the wood. And why a lot of people use sherry for whiskey is when you then put whiskey into the barrel after the wine's out, the whiskey actually forces the sherry out of the wood back into the yeah. liquid inside the barrel, huh. and then the whiskey goes in and out it of the starts wood breathing, to give it yeah. the flavor. So by doing that, it's going to make it be darker just because it's pulling some of that sherry out, yeah. uh, and then it's going to be a little bit richer and smoother on the finish. And that's why a lot of times I use it. It has a little bit of sweetness to it as well. Yeah. You know the Palomino grape, which is the you know what makes the Oloroso. It's it's full body. I mean, that's a dark, deep red uh, grape, and and you know I, this one you know, it didn't. We'll talk about the color later, but it didn't really pull no a lot of the color. It's pretty light, but at the same time, you can. Did it say how long they're finishing it in? It didn't say how long they finish in the sherry cask for. So usually, it's no longer than a year. Yeah, it's usually six yeah. months to a right. year is what a lot yeah. of people do when they're finishing in other barrels. So. Yeah. This bottle itself is a blend of uh, two-year-old to nine-year-old whiskeys. So, again, if you're following the true single malt Scottish, Scottish term, uh, this doesn't fall under that. The proof on this is 88, and the mash bill, they don't. They have two different mashes that they use in here. So they use uh, a mash bill of 100% base malt and 100% tri-malt. They don't tell you how much of each mash they use, but it's two different malted barley mashes wow. that go into this. It's retail on this bottle is eighty bucks. Um, online, it was going for eighty to one hundred twenty. It's not like it's like a midwinter's night dram where it's going crazy high. Oh yeah, on aftermarket on aftermarket it's crazy. So it with it being a limited release, it's a little bit harder to find. On top of that, it's also this is the twenty twenty two release for it. So in 2019, or 2020, 20, 19, 20 and twenty one. It was actually made a little bit different. So this is a completely different mash than when they started. And the first couple of years they released this, it was only released in Utah for the high oh, country. Okay. So this is the first one they've shipped out of the states, or out of, out of the state of Utah. And they changed the recipe a little bit. So the old recipe had a third uh, barley in it. And that was a peated barley that they used. And I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not super high on peat, so... Yeah. I'm kind of glad they removed that. And then the original recipe also didn't have a sherry cask finish. So it's changed a little bit from 2021 to 2022. This is the cool thing about this one is this is the first whiskey High West has put out that is entirely sourced by their own whiskey. Yeah. So again, it's a newer blender, right? Yeah. Well, so while they started out in 2006, and like all any distillery starting out, you can't say, hey, we're starting a distillery. We'll sell you some product in four to five years. Right, you got to blend. You, you can't keep the doors open. So for a while, they sourced a lot of their whiskey, a lot of it being sourced out of MGP. 
over the years, they relied on them less and less. Sure, and anything less. not sourced from MGP. I mean, <laughs> like my computer chip probably came out of MGP. No, that was out of barrel in the server room. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> out of the liquor that China sells. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is their first entirely their own aged distilled bourbon or whiskey. Um, other than that, that's kind of the big take-home points for this one. Was it High West? All of the um, high countries were distilled by them? All, or all just of this, this, this release? This, this release is huh. the first one that's entirely distilled. So the 21 wasn't. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, wow. And that the labels changed, too. So from last year to yeah. this year, they did a label change yeah. on it. I did notice the different label. Yeah. They, and I was reading that they've gone, I forget who the artist is, but all their bottles are now using the same artist uh, oh, okay. to do like a little... Graphic on Bob, the what's his name? No, Bob Ross. Bob Ross, because he looks like a landscape. <laughs> There's no happy trees. There's happy trees over no here. Happy trees. Oh man, well, it's really good. I, I, you know, I've been drinking this now for <laughs> 20 minutes now. <laughs> um, you know, the the first thing that hits you is that it's it's fruity. It's it's got like a peach or an orange smell on the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fresh. You know, that's one yeah. way to describe it. Is yeah, that it's I go peach. Peach, right? Uh, it's a fresh smell. Uh, it smells grainy. You can smell the barley because, again, if you just eat barley by itself, one, it smells. You can smell it like like cereal, like true cereal. And then if you eat it, it's just like, like you know, again, eating oats or something. Um, you know, I, I, I was tasting it, and it is definitely sweet, like honey almost, mm-hmm. uh, which I like. I'm enjoying this like a dessert. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a dessert whiskey. Um, neat. I don't know if I, uh, you know, it's it's not strong enough for my taste to put ice in it. No, you know, if you, if you no. put an ice cube, it's a little. There's, it's smooth it's enough. Very too. smooth. There's no 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 reason. To I would not dilute it. this, right? Um, once you start tasting it, and again, you know, the first one's always going to burn a little because your mouth's getting used to it. The second one was, um, you can taste the peach. You know, again, there's no peach, obviously, right. but it's like notes of peach, um, and. I can definitely taste the sherry, like the sherry flavor that's in there from the Oloroso casks. Mm-hmm. I can taste that. It's really good. You know, and again, that, that gives it a really nice uh, full body. It's not too spicy. I mean, obviously, there's no rye in here, right. which is normally what gives it the spice. Uh, so it's very mild. I, I would love this, you know, again, after dinner, just sitting on the couch, uh, drinking this, um, drinking it just neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like single malt scotches because I like the, I don't think you guys do, but I like the peated barley. Yeah. I like that taste. I like that smell. Uh, and obviously this one has zero of that because they mm. removed the, the, the peated process. Um, you know, I was reading that I just hit my face with my glass. Uh, so I don't know if that transferred over to the recording, but if it did, that's what it is. I hit my face with my glass. Uh, <laughs> just, well, trying to navigate the microphone and the headphones. and that, The microphone's stationary. <laughs> you don't have to navigate anything with the microphone. Um, if the microphone is moving, you don't need any more American or yeah. I was. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, it's been a long day. Um, so, again, the, the best way to describe, you know, again, to the nose, it's fruity, it's fresh. Uh, it's, it's a good smell. Man, if there was a candle of this, I would probably buy it. Uh, and then to the taste... A little, you know, it's like leather, a little, you know, at some point you start tasting maybe like a leather or like a chocolate even. Uh, but definitely, again, notes of peach, 
Uh, this doesn't taste like vanilla, like bourbon normally no. does. No. Um, very, very good. Very fresh. You know, for $80, I think it's worth it. And also, you know, the bottle itself, which High West, uh, normally they do all the bottles like this. They have even a little bit of texture, which I really like. Yeah, it's almost uh, like a hand-blown glass. Yes, you know, which type of tequilas bottle. do this a lot. Like yeah. a lot of good tequilas, not the, <laughs> the crap Cuervo that we drank when we were like 17. Um, they do this a lot. They, they put texture in the bottles, mm -hmm. and I really like this. It reminds me of a really good tequila bottle. Uh, and like you were saying, the, the label is beautiful. I mean, the artists who did this, they did a really good job. Uh, that definitely looks like Park City, Utah. I, I didn't read into this at all with the texturing in the bottle. I'm almost just guessing they did that, almost to make it look like a starry night sky under the big sky of Montana. That's, right, that's, really U, that's Montana. This is Utah. Utah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> same thing. I think they're out there in the same place. I thought it was to make it like a I mean, cowboy type of thing. There's and stars everywhere. They, I think they border each other. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's stars everywhere. Um, so, yeah, you know, again, this, don't be turned off if you don't like scotches by the label that says single malt. Mm -hmm. That just means yeah. that it's barley from one distillery. That's all it means. You know, people think it's like, well, single malt, it's got to be scotch. You know, that, and um, because I really, I'm really enjoying this right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I do not like peated scotch, mm -hmm. but this is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't a big, like, I only had, had it once, so I can't say a ton, but I had some Johnny Walker Blue. Mm hmm. And I like, I'm a whiskey guy though, and I like this better. I like the Johnny Walker oh, blue. Yeah, no. yeah. I, li I like Johnny Walker too because Johnny Walker's not peated. It's not peated. Um, um, yeah, most of the blends that they use, they're not peated. But even if you're comparing this to like some of the more known drank yeah. scotches, yeah. this doesn't taste anything no. like no. that. No, no, no. You know, I mean, shoot. You know, again, I think we'll do, we talked last time, an episode on scotches. I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Johnny Walker Blue, that's one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite scotches is because there's, it's really smooth. There's no peated barley, even though I like it, but it's so smooth. Um, but yeah, so, you know, again, this one, it's it's a nice full body. I mean, it really does remind you at some point of, of wine. You know, it's like. Yeah, it, it's, in, to me, it's. Um, it's probably the least complex in terms of flavor Agreed. that we've tried so far. Agreed. But it, the notes that it does hit are spot on. Yeah. Agreed. You know, I think it's... And they're, like, deep, too. Right. Like, it's yep. not like, uh, you know, sometimes you can drink a, a wine or a whiskey and the notes are very, like, fleeting. Yep. These are very... They linger and, and they go do. through the whole, you know, the start, the middle, and the finish. Yeah. So. I, like, I like that a lot. Um, which is probably a testament to the single, to the single, single malt. malt. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I really do think, and, you know, again, for my taste, I think the rye in, in whiskeys gives it complexity. And mm -hmm. obviously there's, there's no rye here. Uh, but again, nothing wrong with not being complex. It's a really good dessert uh, whiskey. You know, again, now I'm tasting a lot of the honey. Yeah. Too. I was going to say, I get the honey on the tongue quite yeah, a bit. Right? Yeah. And it tastes really nice. It's, it's like, like a... It's not, it's kind of subdued, mm -hmm. but it's really nice. Yep. It's got like, because yeah, it, really it kind is. of, it balances out that like very like dry cereal-y kind of note and bring, yeah. brightens it up a little bit. I agree with that. Yeah. My, I was, my first sip, it started out good and then the finish after a couple seconds was very grainy. 
The grain, you can definitely test the grain. And yeah. so I was a little worried, but now I've had a few more sips. It's subdued itself quite a bit, and I do get a lot more. And the, the sweetness the, comes the, out. The sweetness and the honey on the... So yeah. the honey just kind of stays in the center of the tongue for me. Um, yeah. And you don't get the, the heavy grain flavor at the finish. It's funny for me, every time I take a sip... My brain is just waiting for the smoke. <laughs> it like, never happens. Your condition to taste it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and again, I, I love that taste. Um, this is, you know, I, I haven't had that many American single malts. Um, there's some really good ones out there. Hill Rock is one of them. I have tried Hill Rock. I don't have a bottle, but I've tried it. It's really good. Westland is another popular single malt that's, that's making. It's way through the system, which is really good. And then Malconi's Heights, which I think you have that. Don't, don't you have Malconi's? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Uh, it's a really good. I don't right. know. Which one? Do I See, I didn't, yeah, it's the red label, yep. right? I, that's no, the, it's the black the one. The black label. black one, yeah. I, I tried that at Sam's, and I wasn't a big fan. I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> I like this one better. Well, they've, like the they've, got, they've got a single malt. Then they also have the Brimstone, which is the peated mm-hmm. yep. one. Right. This one is the one that I have. I don't think is peated. Yeah, yeah ours is peated. Is peated. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, again, some some really good uh, single malt whiskeys out there. American single malts out there, which I recommend. Uh, the other thing I was noticing, we have the the High West right next to the you know, the other one that I was trying before, the <laughs> Founders Rye. Yeah. And look at the difference in color. Yeah. I mean, there's like three or four shades. Yeah. Difference uh, between these two, and again. Because barley doesn't have a lot of uh, complexity, you know, they yeah. give it a lot of color. It's, I don't think you would want to use this to mix much with either. No, no uh, definitely There's not. just not enough strong mm-hmm. flavors to come out of this. Mm-hmm. It's, again, it, it's a good whiskey. It's just, yeah, nothing screams when you take a sip of it. You don't get a strong flavor profile of anything. Right. It's just a smooth, easy finish. It's also 88, you know, it's, 88%, which... Right. Uh, it's, 88 it's, proof. 88 I mean, 88 proof. 88 percent. That would be pure alcohol. That'd be rubbing alcohol. Which maybe we'll do an episode on rubbing alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just you know come out blind out of it. Uh, 88 proof, which you know it's on the lower end. Uh, we've talked about like my my sweet spot is like 90 to 100. Uh, nothing wrong with that. It just makes it a lot smoother. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah, I remember uh, in college, my friend Laura told me I couldn't drink Jack and Cokes because it was really bland and boring. So I had to try and find a cool signature drink. <laughs> nice. So I started drinking Godfather's, which is scotch and amaretto on the rocks. Wow. That's a that's a mix right there. Yeah. So I mean, you could make a Godfather with this. I don't think I would, but <laughs> yeah. if you're some kind of heathen. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I don't know if you want to spend $80 and make to Godfather's. Make, to make know? Godfather's? I don't <laughs> think so. So I think oh, we man. did, uh, what, what were they called, instigators, and it was Jim Beam and a Red Bull. Oh, <laughs> Jim Beam, that'll keep you up for a while. Oh, Next or did you just pound after, them back to After back. one or two of them, you're just sitting you're there. Just there just, <laughs> oh, man, dude, that should be a brand by the Stoli company. <laughs> That's how bad that sounds. Um, but, yeah, you know, again, I recommend this. I recommend that you get a bottle of single malt whiskey, American single yeah. malt whiskey. And again, get as many scotches as you want because I'll I'll champion that. Definitely, <laughs> definitely worth a, a try. Um, yep, especially if you find the bottle because it's not easy to find. If no, find we it, I think it. we got Sam's only two. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I which I, seen I, it that I was hesitant about it 
and I didn't want to offend him, so I just said, "Yeah, I'll take yeah. it." But I'm glad I did. This is good. I like. I sent it at Benny's a couple times. You know, again, big. The chain last, the last time I was there, they didn't, didn't have, have it any. anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, it displays nicely. I mean, having a nice piece of artwork yeah. on a bottle is something completely different. It's the brand. It doesn't take right over the label. It's right. like. Just looking at Jake's bar, I can see all the brands, the big Elijah Craig's, the big Jefferson's, Sazerac. High West whiskey is kind of the secondary thing to the to the beautiful portrait that's on the bottle. I agree. That, that's a beautiful painting. From, yeah. Of Montana. Montana. <laughs> I mean, the, the look of the bottles is is great, too. It's very cowboy. It is very, very West. Yeah. Um, like yeah. Very cowboy. Yeah. That's a really good point. So you, if you have this, the double rye, then I think they just put out a bourbon, too. I think um, I read something about a bourbon. I forget. So they, you know, having those together makes it look like yeah, a good set, you know, because the bottles are all consistent and you right. have the beautiful labels that. Or really, like um, the Midnight or the Midsummer yeah, the, Night. Mid, Ooh, midwinter's Night. Midwinter. Midwinter's, jeez, yeah. man. I, I didn't read Shakespeare <laughs> as a kid. Uh, that one. <laughs> Their that, label is beautiful. Wasn't that written in Latin? It was Latinx. Latinx. (laughs) It's a very different language. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think I read something that they had a bourbon. Yeah, uh, I saw it. American Prairie Um, Bourbon. Yes. Mm. Which, I think I have a bottle. I think I bought one. You know you have a problem where you're like, well, I think I have a bottle. Let me go check. (laughs) Cut, cut. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you ever... I don't think we've ever uh, cut the podcast. Oh, I did get one. Nice. Should we try the rest? Why not? All right, I can confirm that I do have a bottle of American Prairie Bourbon, and I have a double rye. Um, so we're we're just gonna do a, a quick sampling of those two. <laughs> you know, you know, you you love your podcast when you just say, like, "No, hold on, put it on pause. I'm gonna go get the bottles. We're gonna try more." <laughs> and hey, drink them with us, you know. All right, um, so these, you know, again, the bottle looks like it's it's almost, I think, exactly the same bottle itself. And again, very tequila looking, which I like a lot. Like really thick glass. Yeah. I mean, these are, they're, beautiful. they're beautifully crafted bottles. The High West Distillery logo is put into the glass. Yeah. What is that? Like a, it's a horseshoe. Right. It's a horseshoe, I think. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. All right, well, let's try this. Why not? Yeah. Oh, that's like, what, an antelope or something? I don't know what that is. It's, it's like a... Yeah. yeah. Dan was about some, to grab... Some a, kind of animal, animal with antlers. Yeah. Um, Dan was about to grab ja- the Is it a jackalope? It's definitely not a jackalope. Borai is a jackalope. I think it's a, Which is a former limited release, I think. I think oh, it's yeah, a chupacabra. It's a bourbon rye mix. It's not a chupacabra on the label? <laughs> Chewy. <laughs> so, so, so is that a Wookiee? I've never seen Star Wars, so I'm just guessing now. Are you serious? Yeah, I've never seen it. That's a thing? Yeah, I've never seen any Star Wars. Besides the Family Guy ones, I haven't seen Star Wars. What if we like watch episodes 1 to 10? I think it's 10. 11, maybe? Uh, 9. 9. 1 to 9, and we just like down bottles of bourbon. Sounds like a perfect oh, mandate man. for the two of you. Why don't you do a lot of rye? Oh... <laughs> This is good. Fine. We're trying to have fun here. Wait, I didn't get any of that. I got to pour myself. Sorry. 
Jeez, man. Health be damned. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> oh. Now, remember, don't fill your glass up if we're going to yeah. try another one, Roberto. Wait, we're going to try another one? Well, he's got the rye. Me, oh, and, yeah, me yeah. and Roberto will do the high. Yeah, we'll the do the double rye. rye. Dan um, will set that one out, I'm sure. So I was talking about Knob Creek rye mm-hmm. you know, that I was yeah. drinking it last night. And it's funny. When we, second time I went to the bourbon trail, you know, we did a tour. And we, you know, we hired a guy, private bus, to take a, takes us around some distilleries. And at some point, Sounds we were on really the highway. fancy pants. It was nice. It was, it was not cheap. <laughs> uh, especially because it was like right when people were getting out on vacations and everything was booked. Uh, but we were going from Lexington to Louisville. And there's a, you know, there's a mountain range that's just beautiful hills. It's just beautiful hills. And the guy's like, you see that mountain range? That's Knob Creek, and it's called Knob Creek because it's a bunch of knobs. Oh, And the distillery Knob Creek is right next to the range okay. with knobs. Cool. So I'm like, that was a really cool story. I don't know. I thought I'd tell it. It was a good story, and it gave me enough time to look up the details on this so we can <laughs> talk about them briefly. That's exactly Nice why. transition. Exactly Very well done, Roberto. No <laughs> one's exactly ever going to know. I did it. So, oh, it says ratio of whiskeys, top secret. Uh, it is a non-chill filtered or carbon-treated bourbon. It's a blend of straight bourbons. It's uh, 92 proof. It is a blend of 2 to 13-year-old bourbons. Mm-hmm. There's two different mash bills in it. The first one is 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% barley malt from MGP. Wow. And then the second mash bill is 84% corn, 8% rye, 8% malted barley from undisclosed source. So that <laughs> one they Probably. don't want you to know. Yeah. Like Probably MGP also. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the chances are that it's MGP. What, yeah. was, what was the mash bill again on the second one? 84% corn, 8% rye, 8% malted barley. Huh, okay. Um, and then just aged a new charred American white oak. It's really mild. Like yeah. Very it, mild. It's tasty, though. Very tasty. It's got really good, like a really good taste. What, what's unique looking at all three bottles is they are all very similar in color. Mm-hmm. That's There's not true. much differentiation in color. That's a really good point. The, the darkest one, I think, is actually the single malt. Yeah, I think, I think right. so too. The rye is not dark at all. Yeah, it's very nice. It looks like uh, apple juice. Tastes like apple juice. No, I'm kidding. It's it's <laughs> really smooth. This is great. This is a really good mm-hmm. bourbon. I'm glad mm-hmm. you. Like, I don't know if I have it or not. Let me go check. <laughs> and sure enough, he had it. Very nice. That's why I like coming here to record the podcasts. Yeah. You still have more bottles. Jake's trying to dethrone <laughs> you very quickly. Like really yeah. quickly. J- Jake has a very yes. short-term goal of getting I, rid of Roberto's bourbon room. I built well, my- I don't. So, I don't know if you have more unique bottles. Probably not. You probably have more. Because you definitely have more in total. Yeah, but you probably have more. Because you have like 35 quadruplicates and... Uh, I do have like 35 Eagle Rares. <laughs> Sex tuplicates of a <laughs> yeah, lot of yeah, things. Yeah. It's true. I, I, I really do think you have more selection. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really do think. You know, and Jake goes to the store every, you know, every other yeah. day. Well, I got I to start cleaning some of this out so yeah. I can have. Yeah. Now that I've tried a lot of things, yeah. I can focus on the ones that I like and I really clean up the bar a bit. Than I, do. I think I, I'm a. Maybe I forget it was like a hundred and thirty something. Yeah, um, but I would say selection wise, 
You're probably, eh, we're probably about probably the same. Probably only have about maybe 50 out of the 100 and something. Bonus. Oh, you have more than no, that. No, yeah, you have more than Selection? that. Selection? Yeah. Uh, maybe. You probably got about 80 to 90 different. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably pretty similar. We'll inventory one day. Yeah. Just for fun. I, I guess I got to inventory it at some point. I really don't know yeah. what I have. Put it in a spreadsheet. That's a good point. <laughs> Put all the MSRPs in. Just post it on the <laughs> website. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's our inventories and watch them grow. <laughs> nice. Mine can't grow until the liquor cabinets are finished because right mm. now my coffee bar is overrun with whiskey bottles. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Wait, you're building cabinets? No, from Antioch Barrel. Oh, that. The, yeah, oh, the, shoot, I forgot that we bought those things. <laughs> Technically, I haven't bought anything. You paid for the down payment on both That's of right. ours. I think I, uh, oh, so, so I don't have to pay anything else. No, you're done paying. I got to pay the second half. Shoot, that's the best part about this. <laughs> it's like Christmas. Like, hey, a free cabinet. I'm excited about that. Oh. Antioch Barrels, if you're around, go visit them. We're still, trying to, get, uh, we're still trying to get Dan to turn his spare bedroom into a bourbon room. Not gonna, I don't have a big house like you guys When have. was the last time you used a spare bedroom? Other than Robin. Um, whenever at my buddy Adam comes down, oh, okay. use it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Okay. What about a bourbon room? Yeah, oh, but wait. Adam's transitioning to a digital nomad anytime <laughs> now. So. He's in the metaverse. To be fair, I live the farthest out of the way from That's everybody true. else, so we don't drink at my place that often. We go very often. We go, You go often, but it's to pick me up on the way to Sam's. <laughs> <laughs> Man. My my house is like the fueling up point to get to Sam's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez, dang. Do you want the ride? Because yeah, professor is done. So yeah, I mean, on the um, American Prairie Bourbon, I'd give it a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. It's tasty. I yeah. do too, and it's, I believe I believe that one's readily available. And this one's really yeah, it's easy to find. The bourbon's easy to find. It's so the two different mash bills in this one. There was one that had twenty twenty-one percent rye and one that had eight percent rye. Wait, what's the a, what's the proof on this one on the bourbon? The proof I thought it was ninety-six. Let me double. It's 92. mild. It, yeah, I was gonna say it's mild. Ninety-two sounds right. It doesn't. I don't get a lot of spice with because the one blend is a high rye at twenty-one percent. That is high, but I don't taste much, so I'm not sure if it's a lower. No, it's not. Um, yeah, it doesn't have as much spice as you'd think it would. Yeah, I mean, I, I can taste the you aftertaste. Can taste a little bit the of aftertaste, it, you can taste some of it. And like, it's not that I don't like rice. I don't like heavy rice. Yeah, right. You don't like rice. I like. I can do high rice. <laughs> I, I I don't live in a high rice. I don't have enough wordplay. I can I can the do wordle. <laughs> wordle. I can do a rye blend of up to twenty five percent without a problem because I do like the spice and I do like the pepper of a rye mm-hmm. that is high rye twenty five is high rye. But once I get over that, I start yeah. to fall away. You just turn into a sissy. Yeah. No, I just don't like rye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. It's not. You know, again, there's not a lot of complexity to the bourbon either. No, yeah, it's it's pretty. Um, it's enough to keep it interesting. Enough, to I'd keep say. It. Um, if you want a smooth drinker for your weeknights, yeah, it's a good option. And I would it was, say it was yeah. not expensive either. I want to say it was thirty-five, forty dollars. I would say, like you just said, uh, after dinner, sit on the couch, like a dessert, yeah. whiskey. Uh, that's a really good dessert whiskey because it's yeah. smooth. It's not going to hit you. 
It's not an Elijah Craig barrel proof at 136. No, <laughs> it's not going to like conflict with other things either. You yeah. know, yeah. like it would pair well with almost anything. Yeah, agreed. Well, you guys are pouring yourself the rye. I do have the information. Pulled this up one here. you can smell. You can smell. Well, it, it's it's a very high rye. You can you, mm-hmm. you can smell the spice. Yeah. So same proof. We're still at 92 proof. So you're not getting any more alcohol this yeah. time. Uh, it is a blend of straight rye whiskeys ranging from two to nine years. Mash bill one is 95% rye, 5% barley malt from MGP. And then the second mash bill is 80% rye, 20% malted barley from High West. Yeah. Okay. So the second I'm, mash bill is completely from High West, where the first it? one's got some source from MGP. Okay. On the nose for me, the double rye gets like black pepper. I definitely smell pepper. Oh, see, but the the marketers say different. It says mint, clove, licorice root. I could see mint and licorice. I can see mint. Pine nuts, dark chocolate. With a surprising I can see clove too. What about gin botanicals? Because it has gin botanicals throughout. I don't even know what that is. Uh, I. It smells like gin tastes a little bit. If that <laughs> it makes smells any like sense. gin. It does not. It smells like <laughs> it does not. It's got an air of stoli to it. <laughs> Well, it's like to me. So yeah, it smells very. Um, it's it's there's floral, herby, floral right? like herbiness. Floral. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I you get a lot gin, of black pepper smell and a lot pepper. of licorice, licorice too. Yeah. And when you mention um, the like the gin, I can definitely smell like juniper on this. What about yeah. the pine nuts? Yeah. No pine nuts. I'm, I'm not a squirrel. I don't know. I have no idea. What does this pine nut smell like? I don't know. Mm. I, I guess I've tasted them. Pesto. Yeah. Like pesto sauce. Oh, good call. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I Let's love this. Do an episode so on, on, I don't know, on food or something. <laughs> I think mm. I, I want to do like cooking with bourbon. Yeah, that would be Like really mini cool. sods. Like a chili. That would be fun. Oh, bourbon chili. This is, this double rye is really good. It is good. It's floral. It is, you know, again, the after... Or the, you know, like the finish, definitely the rye. The spice shines through really nice. Yeah, it's it's not like uh, the piggyback. No, 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 no. This is, yeah. this actually tastes a lot like yeah. a high rye bourbon, in my opinion. It's like a high rye bourbon. You might actually almost. enjoy this I'm one. I'm going to get to it. Give me a second. Just throw that back. <laughs> Are you tasting it? Good for you. This is our first triple episode, so you got to participate. Nope, he's chugging water now. Or surprise triple episode. Mm. <laughs> There's one thing I'm not. It's a quitter. <laughs> well, you're just chugging water. You're you're washing away the finish. Cleansing the palate of the first or the second. No, one. it's not cleansing. It's washing away the finish. Oh, that one. I need oh. this bottle over here. Mm-hmm. We have four bottles on the table, guys. Also, oh, the the other thing that I noticed. Look at the color of the high west rye, and then if you compare it to like the founders. Yeah, it's it's very light. Comparison. Super light. Yeah. It, it looks like honey. It looks really good. And again, the I want to say, I can't remember when I actually got this particular bottle of the double rye. Um, it's been a, a while. Um, wow. But when I was buying them in college, they varied drastically in the proof. Mm-hmm. Um, and like some of them tasted like cask strength. Yeah. You know, like they were high high proof. Yeah. 
Um, this one is not. They're very mild proof on this, yeah. This one, I think it says 46%, which is very, That's very doable. Yeah. Um, See that? 92 is a good proof. This is not bad. Yeah. No, it's not at all. This, this you can, for you me, can take the, the floral notes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this one is, for a rye, it's not bad for me. Um, no. This, this, and it's not like it's way less percent rye versus the piggyback. Right. But this I could drink. The piggyback was a little too strong for me, and I know it said on the bottle a couple times about being a mixer. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that was probably a better mixer where I, I, I could see yeah. drinking this one for me. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I would never mix this. It's this flavor also my third glass, so that could partly be swaying my decision. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> Oh, and you didn't try the founders. I guess this is my fifth glass. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's four. Yeah. Did you have one before you came? Probably. Did your driver come tonight? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's up there somewhere. <laughs> She's driving back. Very that's nice. The, they're drinking wine up there, so it's not nearly mm-hmm. as strong. Are they drinking Oloroso? Oloroso. Omarosa. Omarosa? Yeah. Omarosa. How do you get fired twice? By the same guy. <laughs> The same guy. <laughs> right. And like, what, 10 years apart? It was like 10 years. <laughs> Who's going to win this weekend? I don't know why we're talking football, but I think the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> I'm rooting for the Bengals. But. Yeah. I could see this either being a very close game or the Rams just, the Rams just absolutely blow them out. Yeah. yeah. So we'll advantage. see. I'd like to see the Bengals win. Yeah. Shout out to Matt. He doesn't listen, so he's not going to hear this ever. Oh, Matt. Why yeah. Not? <sighs> yeah. Friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or unfriends. He also <laughs> doesn't have any social media, so he probably doesn't even know this exists. That's pretty no, he knows. I talked to him about it. He's listened to a couple. Nice. Um, It'll be fun. It'll yeah, be a so good game. Overall, High West, pretty good selection. Mm-hmm. High um, West. For me, the you know what? I'm probably going to surprise you guys. I'm going to say their bourbon was my favorite. Not a surprise. I'll probably go rye two and then the malted three. Okay. okay. Uh, I would say rye, malted, and bourbon. I would agree with Roberto. Rye, I think, is my number one. Bourbon, number two. Single malt is the number three. I can't wait to hear about your guys' date to the Ghost concert. Like, I've just waited. Oh, I know. so great. <laughs> that set list looks That's amazing. The, <laughs> the exact same. Uh, awesome. So good. You see High West pick it up worth a purchase. Um, yeah, any of them. And shoot, if you're in Park City, go to the distillery. Yeah, ski on it. Yeah, him. absolutely. I got it. That's on my list. Like that will be on my list to go to Park City, ski, and then just ski into the distillery and get drunk. We should do a trip to That'd Park be cool. City after Bourbon after Trail. Trail. After the Bourbon and, Trail, and then the Texas trip to go to all the Texas. Uh, the Texas and trip. then the Texas Trail. And so Park City is the third. We can trip. do Park City, then we'll just while we're there, we might as well hit Smoke Wagon up in Vegas. There you go. That's true. So, <clears throat> right, and then like let's just take a year off of work <laughs> and just do road remote trip. podcasts in an RV somewhere, and <laughs> just go insane. to every single whiskey distillery. It's like, please, if you want to fund our mobile podcast, <laughs> you can well, donate on our website. At the very least, just follow us. You know. <laughs> so where can they follow us at, Roberto? At Bourbon Matters Instagram. Instagram. Bourbon Matters on Facebook. On Facebook or. Meta verse. I don't know. I don't know these days what they name these things. <laughs> these new kids these days, you know, like oh kids. Oh the kids. kids. Uh, and then the website uh, bourbonmatterspodcast.com. You can find the episodes, you can find uh, our bios, 
you can find descriptions, like longer descriptions of the episodes, and uh, you can donate if, if you want. You know, there's a donate bar, yep. button somewhere. Uh, good website. Jake, where can they find us for for to listen to this podcast? If they're, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Nice. Perfect. Are we on Truth Social or no? Not yet. Not yet. It hasn't even launched yet, as far as I know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, the surprise three triple header. Yeah, worked yeah. out well. Grab them. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.